0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. This is in this topic of Can You Handle Persecutions? Mark chapter 10, verse thirty-nine to 30 in the Christian Standard Bible says, Truly, so I say truly. truly. This is Jesus talking. He says, Truly, I say to you, Terry Shimmerlin there is no one who has left Houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, or fields, some of the fields, for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive, some of the hundred times, a hundred times more than you planned, than you left behind. When you get to heaven and get your mansion, no, it says now at this time, some of the now at this this time, We get so excited about that. It is asked with persecutions. And then he said, and eternal life in the age to come. It's kind of interesting that we always focus on eternal life on the age to come. But do you notice the order that Jesus said, these things are going to come? It says, here and now you will receive houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, children, or fields." That is farms. Lions, if you have left that for his sake and the sake of the gospel, of the sake of the good news, then you will receive a hundred times. Some of the uh, how many times? A hundred times. I don't want to say a hundred percent. Let me ask this how much have you received yet for what you said that makes you feel so condemned and so guilty that you've got too much? How much is too much? Oh, wow. A hundred times more now, some of the now yeah. at this time but with persecution. In other words, all the blessings with the persecutions come before eternal life in the age to come. Do you know that you can be blessed and prosperous in the middle of famine? you know the story of Isaac he was firmly in the land. He wanted to leave. But the Bible tells us that God said, don't leave. Don't just hurry to leave because there's a challenge in your job. Or did I just say that? Don't just hurry to leave because there's a challenge in your marriage. Don't just hurry to leave because there is a challenge in your business. Don't hurry to leave because you think you have a challenge in your church or your family. Isaac wanted to leave, but thank God that he is somebody who listens to God. Because sometimes, because you are natural, you will feel like you want to leave. Now, I'm looking at the camera. I'm not looking at you, though. But when you listen to God, you probably will hear, stay and sow in that marriage. Stay and sow in that business. Stay and sow in that family. And so, in that vision, in the famine, famine in marriage, famine in business, famine in the body, famine in the mind, famine in emotion, God would have said, Well, okay, I'm gonna just wave a magic wand and the famine is gonna be gone. He says, So, Tell you somebody says, So. So God told Isaac to sow. There's nothing as good as sowing into a relationship and seeing God give it back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. The Bible tells us then Isaac sowed in the land. Some of the, then Isaac sowed in his marriage. Then Isaac sowed in his business. Then Isaac sowed in his parents. Then Isaac sowed in his children. Then Isaac sowed into the vision. He sowed in the land and reaped in the same year. Some of them in the same year. year. A hundredfold means a hundred times. Wow! Jesus. You were struggling. You wanted to leave that marriage. And you stayed and you sowed. And God gave you a breakthrough. Not just double, but a hundredfold. Now listen to this. And the Lord blessed him. Hallelujah. The Lord empowers anybody who sows in difficult times to prosper. And the Lord blessed him. Listen to this. The man began to prosper. (laughs) (laughs) The marriage began to prosper. The business began to prosper. The child began to prosper. The parents began to prosper. The vision began to prosper. The man began to prosper and continued prospering. Amen. until he became very prosperous. I don't know about you, I received that for every area of my life. For he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, A great number of servants. But listen to this. If it ended there, we could have said hallelujah. But listen to this. But the Philistines envied him. It's not a coincidence at all that Isaac experienced one of the greatest blessings of his life in the middle of famine. Someone here is going to experience one of the greatest blessings of your life in your famine condition. In the middle of famine, against all hope, against all expectations, the scripture tells us that Isaac's harvest was tremendous. Some of the tremendous. mean to be precise, a hundred times what he planted. So God is going to give you back a hundred times for the love that you have planted in that child, for the love that you have planted in that relationship, for the investment that you have made in that business, and the investment that you made into this church. See, if it stops there a hundred times, it would be great. If you just had all these blessings and there was no challenge, nobody misunderstood you, nobody felt intimidated. It would have been great. You talk about blessings with no trouble. blessings with everyone happy yes. for you. Isn't that what we are looking for? Blessings with all your friends celebrating with you. <laughs> but listen, it says it goes on to say, "Soon, some of soon." Do you know that nobody really worried about Isaac when he was struggling? But as soon as the Lord began to bless him, as soon as he sowed the sea, and God blessed the sea, and multiplied, yeah. then he became rich, and then keep on getting rich, and richer, and richer, and richer. The Bible tells us, sooth the Philistines were jealous. Let me tell you this, that when you see great blessing in your life, soon someone will misunderstand you. Someone will be intimidated. Someone will not be happy. Soon a family member will get jealous. Soon a co-worker will try to stir up trouble. Now, this message is not to discourage you, but I'm going to warn you so that you can be prepared. Because if you are prepared, you won't get bitter. You won't try to straighten them out. You'll do like Isaac did and say, God, some of the God." God, I know that with the blessing comes persecution because you want me. So I am going to pass this test. Some of them I'm going to pass this test. Father, thank you that you are in control of all aspects of my life. Touch yourself and say, God, you are in control of all aspects of my life. Lord, thank you that you are fighting my battles. How many of you know that the battle does not belong to you? It belongs to God. Lord, I thank you that what you started in me, you're going to bring to a completion, regardless of who is for me or who is against. Let me tell you this, my friend. I want you to stay on the high road. Don't pay attention to the jealous, critical, small-minded, and mean people. How many of you know that uh, you will always have those people around? Jealous, critical, small-minded, mean. They think that they know you, but they really haven't come close to you to know you. Pastor Jones. They clogged up my well. Remember that When this happened to Isaac, God blessed him. They went and tried to clog his wells. They did me wrong. Let me tell you that. That was not a surprise to God. God God saw it? I want you to remember that it was God who blessed you in the first place, and he blessed you in the famine. If he did not spare his son, but freely gave him for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? God saw it. He's already made plans for you, Dennis. Now, do you think that they can stop him from blessing you again? If he blesses you before, he's gonna bless you again. Let them clog the well. God can take you to another place, open a better well for you. He knows how to unclog the well if he wants to. And in time, he will vindicate you. We spend so much time trying to defend ourselves. And God says, let me just stay, stay away. Not lay away, but stay away. Some of you were not here on (laughs) Wednesday. You need to listen to that, David. <laughs> Let me just stay away from that situation until he comes to find out that no weapon that's formed against him shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against him in judgment will be found to be at fault. How many of you know that God knows how to silence the accusers? Isaiah 54, 17 says, But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. When you read that portion of the scripture, it's talking about people who accuse you, who don't know you. We often quote this portion of the scripture. But I want you to go back and read it in context. He's talking about people accusing you, people talking about you who don't know you. No weapon formed against you shall succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. Let me tell you this, my friend. God knows how to silence your accusers. The critics, the cynics. The scripture says in Psalm 44:7, Those that have hated you will be put to shame. I'm reading to you the word. But let me tell you this: sometimes the way God pays you back is He keeps blessing you. You did not get it, did you? Let me let, let, let me show it to you. Then Isaac sowed in the land and ripped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him, the man began to prosper. Do you know that you are just beginning to prosper? and continued prospering. You know that God does not just cause you to prosper. This is just the beginning. God keeps saying to me, the best is yet to come. The man began to prosper and he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds. And wow, some of the, wow. wow. So now he's not doing the cleaning because he has cleaners coming to. He's not cutting the grass because you have some people coming to do the landscaping. Well, I don't need people with my landscaping. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Just leave us alone because we've been there. When we used to use a whole day doing landscaping and we could not have time to pray. When we finished doing the landscaping, the yard work, we were so exhausted. Don't you know that I'm so thankful to the Lord that we have people that come to cut this grass? I mean, sometimes people just stop by in our property. It seems like there is peace here. But I remember when I used to come here with that zero chance. I used to come here and try to cut the grass. we we'll spend all Saturday, and David will try to come. he said, Pastor, this is not your job. I would say, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? See? Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me because I'm meek and lowly at heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy. That was not God giving me that job. I thank God that I was able to do it, but David says, it doesn't belong to you. How many of you remember when I used to cut the grass here? How many of you can say that there's a difference here? See, that's the difference between your laboring and favor, and the angel said, amen. Someone said, oh, servants, I don't need servants. No, you don't need servants, that's fine, but please zip up, zip it up. Don't criticize people who have seven because you don't know what their schedules are. Wow. Wow wow. I'm gonna begin to have somebody come and clean a house and pay it out of pocket. And the angel said, Amen. Yes. I'm gonna have begin to think about, you know, somebody just coming to clean a house. So what's wrong with that? God knows how to silence the enemy. Those that have hated you will be put to shame. Let me tell you this again, that sometimes the way God pays you back is make you continue to be prosperous and give people something to talk about. The reason why people are not talking about you is that you are not going anywhere. No, I'm not talking about anybody. Because anybody who has been under the umbrella of this ministry should prosper. When you stay with us for six months, your life should be different in every area, spiritually, emotionally, socially, financially. If you stay with us for some time now, your finances should not be where it was before you came here. Your body should not be where it was before you came here. Sometimes the way that, just be quiet. Let the Lord keep blessing you and give them something to talk about. Let Him keep blessing you when others are trying to discredit you. Talking about you when they don't know you. Let him continue to take you up when they are doing their best to pull you down. Because the more they talk about you, the more they prosecute you, the higher you are going to go. Genesis 26, 13 and 14, the man Isaac, it doesn't say Jesus, says the man Isaac began to prosper. Some of them beginning to prosper. And I'm going to continue to prosper until I become prosperous. In other words, prosperity is on different levels. Amen. For he had possessions. Some of that have possessions possessions of herds and flocks. So the Philistines envied him. I like to share my personal testimony. For many years, I worked behind the scenes, supporting other ministers. Uh Wherever I was, I made sure that I sowed into ministry, And then I stepped up to pastor this church, not knowing much. Uh, I told you last Wednesday how that when I observed how people treated my uncle, who was a pastor, my maternal uncle, I decided, Lord, if you ever call me, I'm going to be an evangelist, not a pastor. I didn't think I would ever be a pastor. I really did not. But God suddenly blessed and promoted our ministry. Much to my surprise, we became the talk of the time. One so-called pastor came to our church. And said, how dare you just come here? And you are here for a few days, and then you have your story written in the messenger. I said, I did not write the story. I never asked for my story to be written in the messenger. Somebody just called me and said to me, I've talked to the messenger. I want you to come and sit down so that they can write your story. This man was mad. I'm talking about he was angry, is that right? He was very mad, very angry. And one day, actually, I saw him in the grocery store. I wanted to go and greet him. And and he just knocked me and walked away like that. I just came to this city, didn't nobody around, just felt that God had called us to start the word of faith ministry. We stepped out in faith. With all of this influence and favor came persecution I had never encountered before stepping out to ministry. When I was walking behind the scene, there were very few people that would try to discredit me. When we stepped out to answer the call, persecution started. People who did not even know us began talking about us falsely accusing us somebody came to me and said you know what is going around in that uh, large uh, uh, business that you are sleeping with all the girls I said "Why? first of all I'm with my wife all the time second I have I pity a man who want to go and sleep with all the girls you must be very strong now come back to church though but listen, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in your weakness. Let me tell you this, my friend, you have what it takes not to be offended when people talk about you. Do not live offensive. Do not let what people say get in your spirit. You have the grace to ignore the unfair criticism. You have the grace to not be baited into conflict with critics. You have the grace to forgive and to move on. You have the grace. Now, let me tell you this, that God wouldn't have given you the blessing if he hadn't given you the grace to handle the persecutions. Yeah. You want to be blessed? Think about this. Sometimes when you are blessed, you're going to lose close relatives, those who thought you, they were close friends. When you were used to walk in line with them, on the line with them, you were friends. But now that you've got an office, he thinks that it's all that. But it's more than that, though. God did not give you the blessing without the grace for the persecutions. And let me tell you that this doesn't happen automatically. You have to rule. Rule your emotions. Sometimes they rule your emotions actually touch yourself and say, I'm going to rule my emotions. You have to rule your emotions and you are not going to dwell on the offense because as long as you have your emotions go wacky everywhere. You're going to lose your mind. But you have to rule your emotions and not dwell on the offense and not think about what they said or what they did not say. Let me tell you what to do. When you're tempted to get bitter, get upset, get worked up, take that same time, take that same energy and invest it in something else. Begin to thank God for how he has blessed you. When was the last time that you really stopped and thank God for what he has done in your life instead of worrying about what people say or what people don't say. I want to encourage you to not let jealous people, small-minded people, mean people steal your joy. You know, there are people have been blessed, but they're not going to be able to enjoy the blessing. You know why, Dennis? Because they're so worried about what people think or what people don't think, what people say or what people don't say let critics those that, that are never going to be for you. How many of you know that there are people who are never going to be for you? Don't let them keep you from the greatness that God has put in you. I want you to know that you are in Jesus' company. Touch yourself and I'm in Jesus' company. Luke 7, 34 says, The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. So even Jesus had many, many critics. He was a blessing to so many people, though. Yet some people still said hurtful things, things that were untrue about him. He could have been offended. He could have spent time arguing with them, trying to win them over, trying to change their mind. But he didn't. Read in Matthew chapter 27 verse 14, he he answered them not a word. In other words, he didn't give them a time of the day. Jesus said, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Trying to change the mind of your critics don't argue with people that don't matter don't, don't give them that uh, that that don't 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 give them that promotion that they don't deserve no. people who are not going to be for you what they think about you or what they don't think about you is not going to stop your destiny okay. may i say that again okay. So, what people think about you or don't think about you is not going to stop the purpose of God for your life. The opinion is not going to keep you from your purpose. The negative charters are a distraction, so ignore them. You have to realize that it's the enemy trying to bait you into conflict to get you off course. Is anybody getting anything from this? Yes. I'm Pastor George, and so I approve this message, yes. and I'm going to listen to it again. You can't stop people from talking. You can't stop what they're saying. You can't help a bird, a bird flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest on your head. You can ignore them. You cannot let it get down in their spirit. You don't have to respond to every negative talk, all the negative talks, because you know what, Larry, a response to a negative talk give that talk credibility and give that person credibility. People are going to criticize you. Don't this talk about, talk about money. Guess what? They're broke. Oh, they're not broke. They have so many thousands of dollars in the bank. They're still broke. Sp- I mean spiritually they're broke. That's why they hold on to everybody. They're their source. Their job is their source. They always worry I may lose my job. I may lose this. And they say, no. Just because you have millions of dollars in the bank doesn't make, mean that they, you are Hey, wealthy. You broke. You still have broke mentality. Holding on to every penny. criticizing the rest of us. So I was talking about money. A response to a negative talk gives that person credibility. Don't validate what they're saying by answering them. You have a destiny to fulfill. How many of you know, you know David, hopefully you do because sometimes you talk on paper. How many of you know that every one of us here has a destiny and we have to be focused and we have to be disciplined? Because if you are not disciplined, if you are not focused, then some Somebody is going to bring a destruction that's going to keep you behind. You have a destiny to fulfill. Keep going. Teach somebody to keep going and give them reason to. Now, when was the last time that somebody talked about you? Let me ask you this. When was the last time that somebody criticized you for doing something? Teach somebody to you have an assignment to accomplish. Do like Jesus did. Keep going. Proverbs 26, 4 says, Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. So a a fool is somebody who does not recognize that there is God. If somebody saw you where you were and sees you now and sees that it's not of you, that it is God, then they would have celebrated God. They would have celebrated you. They would have celebrated your accomplishment. But because they don't know God, that's why they are Christians. Oh, they are Christians. They they are born again. That's not what I'm talking about. They don't know God. They don't know the transforming power of God. Do not answer a fool according to his faith. Foolishness, or you will be just like the food. Doing what Jesus did will not always be easy, especially for those of us with certain personality types. Talk about those of us who always want people to approve us, to like us, to be in our group. In fact, to be honest, there's a sense in which we all want everybody to be for us, don't you? But the truth is that not everyone will be like you. Not everyone will like you. Think you somebody says not everyone will like you? All right. Some people are not going to like you. Got some good news for you. Some people are not going to like you. And that's perfectly okay that people are not okay with you. It's okay that people don't accept you. Everyone is not supposed to be for you. Sometimes we are trying to change people's minds that are never going to be changed. People are not going to be for us. My advice to you is keep honoring God with your life. Keep being your best, regardless of accusations and hates and God will cause the people that you need to be for you. Did you get that? Let God bring people into your business that you need. Bring people into your life that you need. The Bible says they were not of us, because if they were of us, they would have stayed. If they have left, just let them go. One thing I know is that God is going to take care of your critics because he can do a whole lot better job than you and I can do. And somebody say amen to that. When it is time, just like he closed the mouth of hungry lions, he's going to close the mouth of those trying to discredit him. Don't you know that the fight doesn't belong to you? How many of you truly believe that the fight belongs to the Lord? If you don't let him fight the battle, you live always to be defensive, and at the end you will regret always trying to prove people that you are okay. Do you know that you are okay or you want people to tell you that you are okay? Well, you know that you are okay. You're not going to go around the world trying to get people to affirm you. Trying to prove to them that you are not what they say. You're letting those people control you. And let me tell you this. Eventually, they're going to change who you are and you won't like what you would say. Let me again remind you that you don't need everybody to be for you for you to fulfill your destiny. May I say that again? You don't need everybody to be- be for you, for you to be able to fulfill your call. Having everyone on your side is not going to move you forward. As a matter of fact, having everybody on your side may even move you backwards because you are trying to please everybody and you can't even listen to those people who want to take you to the next level. The best response to critics is to let your life so shine before men and women that they will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let your example do the talking because if you do, then God will eventually vindicate you. To God be the glory, honor, dominion, and power forever and ever. Did anybody Anybody get anything out of this morning? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Woo, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we just wanna thank you for the ministry of the word this morning. Now, if you are out there and you have never asked Jesus to come into your life, I want to invite you right where you are. Say, Father, I open my heart. I receive Jesus. Thank you, that. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Uta. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God' best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.